When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And how you guys doing? Welcome to the show. We are at hump day, baby. It's only a couple more days until the weekend, but damn, man, we got 80 degrees going on here, and it sucks that it's going to go down to the 50s. Welcome to Northern Illinois. Anyway, today, we got something very interesting. Uh, it's not going to be biker related, but, you know, I guess you can take from it uh, some of the lessons in this one. But there is a new podcast out. It's called Our Thing. It's with Sammy the Bulgarano and those that were alive back then when that uh, happened. Boy, oh boy, that shocked the world, man. It shocked everybody because at that time he was one of the highest ranking uh syndicate uh, people to flip now he was an underboss to john gotti now my personal opinions of john gotti is he's a shock uh he actually brought a lot of it on to himself he was flamboyant he was always in the media he was daring the cops to come get him uh he was actually uh the teflon don is what they called him so what happens when you finger the government in their eye? They keep on coming and coming and coming and coming. Well, we're going to hear from uh, Gurbano himself on some of the reasons why he flipped. And I'm going to pose a very interesting question to you. And that question is, and I'd like to see your comments in the comments section of all the platforms. What would you have done if you were in his shoes and learning why he flipped? And it's funny, in some of his podcasts, he's actually making a point to where he considers different levels of ratting. Himself, he claimed that Gotti wanted him to take all the heat because he was needed on the street. Now, Gravano, man, he was an old school freaking uh, mobster, man. He's an old school gangster. Uh, very straightforward, very well liked within the families, did a lot of work. As you know, 19 people uh, he did work with. <laughs> he worked them into the ground is what has happened. But then he claims that the other deal, and it takes a special kind of person to wear a wire, and he never wore the wire. He went straight to him. But people wearing a wire, it takes a you know a different kind of person because you're going out there, talking to your friends, trying to get them taken down. Now, that can also apply to clubs that get into these type of situations. We do the news all the time, and you hear about it all the time, where people wore wires, 
Uh, there's cases ongoing right now where people have done it, where they actually go in and coax them out. Which, you know what, I really don't think that's fair because you do have entrapment type of deals going on, but it's never enforced. As far as I know, they're not supposed to try to get you to commit illegal actions. But with the cases that we cover, you can see a lot of that stuff where they actually go in and try to do that shit. But this is a very interesting topic. Again, it's not biker-related. But you know what? Cancel that. It, it kind of is, because there's informants, there's rats all over the damn place. Biker world, uh, the syndicate, the gang scene, everything. So there could be an important lesson to be drawn out in this. I remember I was always told that for every three people you're around, expect one of them to be a rat. And I go over this a lot in my book, Brotherhood and Betrayal. And by the way, I never expected for one minute that the first week the book was out that it would stay within the top 100 of true crime accounts. That's the category it's in. That's amazing. And it's all because of you guys. I do have uh, copies coming on its way where I can sign them, send them out. China Dell's going to do it too because she has some uh, writings in there. But very excited about this. But I do talk about this a lot in the book. I kind of wish I waited until I found out about this Gravano thing because I've been watching a lot of his stuff and a lot of his talks. He's going through everything now. Yeah, he's snitching out a lot of freaking stuff that went down. But I think it's a learning lesson for anybody who wanted to be a part of that life or the human experience, I would have to argue. Now, what do I mean by human experience? Humans do stuff to benefit themselves. It's very rare that people will go the extra mile for somebody else when their interest is not up front. Lots of people will say, you know what, Hollywood, you're full of shit. I don't think so. I don't think so. That's why you see a lot of these people turning on everybody. One minute they're sitting there having dinner with you and your family, having a good time, watching a football game on Turkey Day, you know, spending money on presents for the kids, and then the next thing you know, you're sitting in jail in January because they flipped on you. Again, they do things to benefit themselves. And one thing a lot of people have argued about when I talk about some of the clubs, and I think they might have a point. You know what? I truly believe they might have a point. When you have guys that are living the life, living it up, acting all hardcore and all that type of stuff in some of these clubs, then all of a sudden something goes down. And next thing you know, they're running. Take that sergeant at arms that was a national for the banditos. Oh yeah, he took off real quick on them. 
And I'd have to argue that's, you know, for a big-ass club like that, that was kind of surprising that a national did that to other nationals. I'd put that in the realm of what happened with uh, Gravano and Gotti. So, could you see the point that people make when they say, well, you know, they're all big and bad and they give everybody else hell, and all of a sudden uh, Piper comes calling and they flip. You can kind of see where they're coming from on that. But again, it's all human nature. You're going to look out for number one. You're always going to look out for your best interest. Gravano, I've been able to read his book. I read it years ago. And now watching the podcast, and I really, and it's on YouTube, but I say go over and actually listen to the podcast because it's a lot more in-depth. But here's a guy who, regardless if he read it, okay, everybody hates that. But here's a guy who's not in witness protection, not hiding who he is, all over the internet. And it's funny, because I know in the old days he wouldn't be doing this stuff. But he says it straight out in some of the interviews that, you know what, I never watch over my back unless a, you know, a hot woman uh, passes by me. You gotta remember, yeah, he might have read it, but this dude killed 19 people that he admitted to. Tough son of a bitch, if you ask me. 19 murders. Now you can go in to say, holy shit, he only got five years for this? Because he was cooperating, that's how bad of a hard-on the feds had against Gotti. And again, Gotti, he brought it on himself, man. You shouldn't have been all over the damn newspapers. You thought you would have learned from Al Capone. You don't flash that crap in front of the freaking feds, man, because then they want your ass, because you're making them look stupid. That's why I believe they made the deal with Gravano after he admitted 19 murders. They didn't care about the 19 murders, which is sad for the families. They only cared about getting the Gotti. Now, what was even funnier was one of the cold defendants was actually a rat rat. This is before anything with Gravano went down. They were all, you know, charged as co-conspirators. But one was actually working with the feds. So much interesting stuff that's coming out of this. But let's take a look real quick, and then we'll uh, go to some of this stuff. We're going to look at a couple newspaper articles, and I'm going to go to an actual interview that he's had on YouTube about this. This was the New York Post in 2019. And the headline was, This is why notorious mobster Sammy the Bull says he flipped. And he repeats these claims in this interview. He described in a new interview how mob boss John Gotti told him he needed to be the mafia's sacrificial lamb just to save himself. Now, there was other people involved. Why would you tell your underboss that you had to be the sacrificial lamb 
when it was your ass out there flipping your nose and flipping your finger at the feds in the media wearing your $10,000 suits. He said, Sammy, the wire tapes are horrible. They make you sound like a monster. What are we going to do? So I'm controlling all the lawyers. You're going to take the weight. The lawyers are going to bring it out in court that you're a monster. That in, in itself seems like he flipped first on Sammy the Bull. Now maybe I'm reading that wrong, but it sure sounds like it. It sure sounds like he was the first one to make the move. The lawyers are going to bring it out in court that you're a monster. You killed all these people, took over the unions, took over businesses, which I never did. My question would be, why the hell were you even the boss then? I think the Gambino should have threw up freaking Gravano, man, because none of this would have probably even happened. You killed all these people, took over the unions, took out our, over the businesses, which I never did. That's actually a sad state of affairs right there. The notorious New York City underboss turned canary claimed in a YouTube interview last week his first videotaped chat in more than 20 years. So the media, this is sensationalism of how the highest ranking guy turned on the boss. But it doesn't spend a lot of time detailing the why. And I believe a lot of people out there that are bashing on him can't see the point that it was Gotti first that perpetrated all this. He basically said, Gravano, you did this and did that. You were the actual gangster. I did nothing. Actually, you were the figurehead in that point. Gravano, who in his deal with the feds, eventually admitted to killing 19 people, turned on the Gambino crime family boss in 92, helping to put away Gotti for life. Gotti, a.k.a. the Dapper Don, for his manicured appearance and the Teflon Don, because before that, federal charges never stuck to him. He died behind bars of cancer in 2002. Whew. It was funny, he was in Marion, Illinois. And this just goes to show you of how influences between the streets and the prison system. See, John Gotti, he pissed somebody off there. And he got labeled for that shit because he was talking all kinds of crazy. He actually had to go to the AB, the Aryan Brotherhood, for protection. He paid him uh, a whole bunch of sums of money to try to take out Gravano and, uh, you know, the person that bumped, you know, beat his ass. It never happened. He was actually named the co-conspirator in a case against the Ar Aryan Brotherhood. But he wasn't so big and bad in the joint. During the trial, you hear John complaining on tapes, poor John Gotti, he lost control of this monster, Sammy the Bull. It's him, not John, so I will go free and you'll do the time, he said, referring to Gotti's approach. That's how he wanted to pin everything. 
I said, are you sure that's what you want me to do? That was Gravano. In other words, I'm worried about the feds trying to put me away. I've been pinched all my life. I never faced my friend, my co-defendant, trying to put me away. Is that really what you want to do? That's him to uh, Gotti. Street needs me the boss. But he articulated it pretty good. I'm worried about the feds trying to put me away. I've been pinched all my life. He's basically thrown it back in Gotti's face. He said, Gotti told him, you're the sacrificial lamb. I said, okay, sure. That's the way it is. I got in touch with the FBI. I flipped. I was gone. Gravano received a slap in the face uh, or on the wrist in exchange for the testimony. Now, Gravano also did 19 years on that drug re, uh, deal, that ecstasy deal in Arizona. And he talks about his time behind bars in Arizona. Uh, he was real close with A. Beers. Now, Report Door. This is very interesting on some of the blogs on how they're trying to spin it as he was the bad guy in this. Now, talking to the feds, giving up secrets, yes, that's a rat. But the why, I always wanted to, you know, investigate the why on a lot of these things. You know, and this was a perfect example of him not worried about taking the punishment he had done. I truly believe if Gotti wasn't the way he was, he would have he freaking took his beans, man. He would have served his life sentence. He would probably never uh, write it on anybody. But it was the point that John Gotti made the first move. He was ratting, actually, Gravano out. It goes on to say, and this is by James Thompson, don't know who the hell it is. Sammy the Bull Gravano was spilling his guts, again, in a new project that chronicles his time as the ruthless underboss of the Grambino crime family. The first episode of the 75-year-old uh, mobsters Our Thane podcast dropped. He copped inside jobs along with 18 other murders and a deal with feds. Uh, this, it debuted uh, December 11th, 1990 raid. On the Raving Night Social Club. That's where it starts. It goes on and on and on bashing the guy. But it never tells you the other side of the story. Let's take a listen real quick. I got to everybody in all of his shots. You paid off jurors. Paid off jurors, threatened people. I did everything under the sun. Blind loyalty expected under the rules of Cosa Nostra in service to his boss, John Gotti. So he did everything and anything that he was expected to do. In return, John Gotti went and said, no, screw you. You're going to take the fall for everything. We're going to portray you as a monster. That way I can walk. Well, I'd have to argue that is kind of like red. And do you not agree? Yes or no? Let me know in the comments section. 
That is a form of running, giving up somebody to take the fall. It's actually, you can say Gotti was working for the cops themselves, giving them up Sammy. I don't know if that would have worked. But of course, at that time, uh, Gotti was beating the government. And again, the dumbass was uh, flicking his fingers in their eye. Let's go on further. Things that normal people don't look for. As far as looking over my shoulder, every time I see a good-looking woman pass me, I probably look over my shoulder. But other than that, I really don't look over my shoulder. Gravano had a fresh start, but within five years was in trouble again, this time for financing an ecstasy drug ring with his son. After all the stuff you did, heavy, heavy, heavy stuff, and you've got a whole new lease on life, a whole new life going, and you end up in this ecstasy ring, and you end up arrested, and you have to go to prison for 20 years. Were you kicking yourself that you had gotten through all of this stuff, started a new life down here, and you end up back in the same deal? Well, I wasn't kicking myself multiple times. Of course, the first time I kicked myself, I couldn't get my foot out of my ass. <laughs> These old guys, man, they always can put on a show, I'm telling you. It's not that I kicked myself a couple times. It's the first time I couldn't get my foot out of my own ass. That's just how straightforward. But did you see how he said uh, the only time I actually look for freaking behind my back is if a nice freaking broad is going? Uh, here's some of the episodes on the suggestions. It says the premiere of our theme podcast, The Tipping Point. Now, let me give you a little run-in with The Tipping Point. I actually stole his freaking thing, man. Who I was. Hey, Sammy, how you doing? How's things? You look great. This and that, all that bullshit. I walked to the back of the club. I shook John's hand and Frankie's hand. I sat down. A couple of minutes passed. The door opened up. And agents came in. Now, he was talking about how everything started going down. In that episode... He actually talked about what he was talking about earlier, why he flipped uh, the whole nine yards. Now, there's other, the podcast actually keeps you really entrenched. For about three years. The bull was back in the pen. Inmates knew who he was, but he survived it the only way he knew how. Listen to that. I think they know. I made it clear. If you're going to f*** with me, Kill me. Because you, I'm not a big man. I'm There's guys who are much bigger, stronger, younger. But I will f***ing kill you. I will make a shank and I will stick it up in your f***ing throat when you're asleep. I'm the last beating you're ever going to give out. And they do that. It's loud and clear. He was a model prisoner and was released in 2017 after serving 17 and a half years. Do you feel like you've walked away from the criminal stuff and that you're, do, is there a freedom that you haven't, a weight off your shoulders, something 
It's so basically, he was released 17 years. He did five years before that. Uh, so he basically did what uh, my math here 22 years uh, since that deal. But I like how he said, if you're going to try to hurt me or go after me, I'm going to stick a freaking shank right through your neck. That's the kind of attitude of these older syndicate guys or gangsters. I don't, whatever you guys call them on your part of town, we call them outfit over here. But that is some old school stuff right there. Very, very old school stuff. I just thought it was very interesting if I brought this topic up today because I really do want to see everybody's opinion on this one. I want to see if they actually go back and look at the causes of why he did it or if they're just going to keep on with the popular people and say, you know what, he was a rat, don't matter what the hell happened, he did this, he did that. Now he's out doing a podcast uh, on YouTube as well. Who cares? And I guess, hey, everybody has their opinion on the subject. For my advice, I would start with podcast number one. And then go from there. I guarantee you're going to get entrenched by this guy. If anything else, if you put the rat stuff aside, he's got a lot of knowledge. And he's sharing that knowledge. And could it, you know, transform into something like uh, Motorcycle Club? Sure. One thing that always got me was, you know, you got people talking, well, don't talk about 1% or stuff if you're not a one. But you know what? Street stuff, that's universal, man. And that's why I laugh. Well, if you don't got this or that, don't... Wait a second here, man. Nah, that's not how it works. This applies to everything. More or less, I would have to say, applies to the gangs or street crews more than motorcycle clubs. But when you have individuals that get into this kind of stuff, maybe you want to know somebody who's been around it a long time, like he has. Again, I don't uh, approve of the rat, man. I hate the rat shit. But if when I stood back and said, wait a second, he was flipped on first, so what choice did he have? The only other choice that he had was to take Gotti out. But then, even then, you're facing a serious uh, retribution from the commission. See, in that lifestyle, if you try to take out a boss, the rest of the families on that commission out of New York, they come at you. That's what they did when Castellano was killed. It was Sammy that orchestrated the killing of uh, Castellano. Gotti just took, uh, how can I say it, uh, the kudos for everything. Because Gotti was in prison all the time. The guy was kind of like a figurehead, I guess. All that's what he was. And the real Gambino uh, family was the real deal. One thing that people who are legit don't like is all that newspaper crap. 
the smartest, absolutely smartest gangster that ever lived was Tony Accardo. Tuna, they call him. He never spent a night in jail. He knew that the fame and all that type of stuff would bring down the outfit. That's why Sam Giancana was taken out. So, if you're in that kind of stuff, learn. Uh, spotlight is not all that good. Anyway, we got China Dow coming in. We're going to go into the second uh, half of the show over on MotorcycleMadhouseRadio.com. We're going to have ourselves a good old time. Don't forget to uh, subscribe if you haven't already, man. Get on there and subscribe. It's really appreciated. I'll catch you guys over there. Let me know your uh, thoughts in the comment, man. This is a good debate piece. Brotherhood and Betrayal is an in-depth look at the trials and tribulations of street gang and motorcycle club life. This isn't the run-of-the-mill book that doesn't get the goods. This book will go into detail of events that actually happened. All materials in this book have been approved by those involved. There is nothing poetic, nor is there any price worth paying for the life we choose to live on the streets. James Hollywood Machikari, Brotherhood and Betrayal. Take yourself on a journey into the unknown. Yeah! Are you ready? Attention! We came, we saw, we kicked it down! Party Rock! This is good stuff! I want to share something with you! You're listening to Motorcycle Madhouse Radio, WMMRDB Rockford. And how you guys doing? Welcome to the show. It's hump day, baby. But uh, women, man, you better be crying because it's blow and go. And we have the Pound Anti-Viper Society in effect right now. We are at war. If you don't know what that means, it means go over to iTunes and Spotify and all that. Listen to last night's Rockin' with Hollywood. And you'll know what I mean. I have... Her face reminds me of a wrench, but every time I think of it, my nuts tighten up, and having sex with her is like a game of bridge. If you have a great hand, you don't need a partner. It's China now. What the hell? <laughs> that, that was just wrong on so many levels. Anti-Viper Society, baby. Oh, really? Oh, really? Well, um, pussy control, okay? That's all I'm saying. You guys don't know how to control that pussy. You really don't. You have no brain matter really? between your ears. Really? Really? Really. So what is pussy control? We control the world. Yeah, you control the world, <laughs> all right. Because <laughs> we have pussies. There you go. There you go. Today's show, I'm going to interrogate China Dow, and we're also going to get into a good debate. What? And then we're going to talk about how to seduce a woman who's on their menstrual cycle. <laughs> Very good show today. Then we got two in a row, the whole nine yards happening. So, you were on this show last night listening. Yeah, the last half hour. What did you think? I was laughing my ass off. Why? <laughs> I made good points. 
Yeah, but the highly entertaining point was you saying how back in the day you actually had your balls in my purse. And I said, when? They must have been too small. I never noticed. <laughs> I thought it was spare change at the bottom of my purse. It was purse. spare change. Yeah, but I guess it was your balls clanging together instead of change. Well, my movement right now, we are starting a revolution Cuba style, man. We are going to make sure that all men take their balls back. Good luck. We're starting a revolution against you women. My lights in the studio have now turned red. I've noticed. That means we're in battle mode. Battle mode. And we're going to get the word out to all men out there, especially in the biker world, man, because some of you men in the biker world are schlucks. But we're going to get there and teach men how to take their shit back because women have had enough control over men since Eve. So whatever happened to you, don't listen to what Hollywood says. <laughs> doesn't doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You always listen to Hollywood. Just don't listen to Hollywood when he's talking about vapor rub and shit. Yeah, yeah, no. Don't. Can you believe that dude actually tried that shit? That dude's a dumbass. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> you know, a couple months ago, I was talking about vapor rub. Yeah, but you said it by accident. I said it by accident. You did. And this dude got vapor rub and started jerking, and then he came back and yelling at me. Yeah. Dumbass. What the hell's wrong with him? Because <laughs> he's dumb. Because you didn't even mean to say vapor rub. <laughs> That's just what that came had, out. That had to do with Pop Rocks. We were talking about Pop Rocks, and we were talking about, like, the, uh, the, like the flavored massage oils and stuff yeah. like that and you accidentally for some reason don't know why said vapor rub <laughs> it slips it, it slips my mind sometimes <laughs> it was either that or icy hot i don't know icy hot but the dude actually jacked off with this shit yeah and, and then he was he, wondering why his pecker was on fire yeah and, and then he's cussing you out and being like what the hell and you're like dude <laughs> this is just entertainment man don't listen to me <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you and then i had to remove the all the icy hot and vapor rub from the house just in case now see i wouldn't have been that dumb well you know that's something that your dumb blonde ass would do no my dumb blonde ass was pl- spraying the biofreeze on myself and failed but- to remember it was on my hands and touched my hoo-ha and my half my freaking hoo-ha went numb now yeah, shut you up. You talk about stupidity. I know. <laughs> you talk about stupidity. <laughs> and you froze your damn hoo-ha. I froze half of it. <laughs> How smart really are you? I'm smartical. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, you know, I was contemplating this morning, you know, because it's nice out a little bit. And it was warm in the house. So I was going to come in here with no pants on. But I that wouldn't have done nothing for I, me. I went against it because I'm like, yeah, it won't matter. So I'm <laughs> just going to put on pants. <laughs> well, you do know how uh, China Dow is dead, don't you? China Dow is dead. You do know how you can tell because we've been talking about, you know, stuffing you and stuff like that. Yeah. You know how I can tell? How? The sex is the same, but I get to use the remote. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> We're bringing it to the revolution, baby. Dude, you use a remote anytime now. (laughs) But that's how I can tell you're dead. You walk in, you're you're like a log. Shut up. You walk in the bedroom. Every time you walk in the room, you're like, give me the remote. (laughs) I'm like, God. 
I can't I don't watch think, my show. I don't think you understand. No, I can't watch it's, my show. It's comparing you to a dead log. You, you always do. And that, you wonder why you don't get anything. That's a that's a daily with you, so, you know, I just kind of try and ignore that now. <laughs> what kind of log am I? Oak? You're not an oak, I can tell you that. You're more than a... You're, and, and you're, you're and like a weed. A pussy willow tree. A pussy willow tree. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, you know, before I get to interrogate you and stuff, I'm still pissed off about this MLB thing because you know I'm a huge Chicago Cubbies fan. Yeah. I love listening. See, I like listening on the radio to baseball games. I think it brings more oomph to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I don't like the TV stuff. Ever since Harry Carey's gone and Steve Stone, don't like it. But them moving this shit from Georgia has got me pissed. You know, they move it from Georgia because they didn't like the new law. But they move it to a state where it has more restrictions on the law. I'm so tired of these woke companies. They're stupid. Since when does... Uh, you know what? Boycott freaking Coke. Boycott... Uh, I can't say that. I drink Coke. I was going to say, you just took a chug out of your Coke. Don't, you don't boycott Coke. I love Coke, but they're assholes. Uh... But it, it's a sad state of affairs. It is. It really is. I, I can't stand it. Uh, you're all excited, man. I hear we have a guest coming this week. Yeah. Who's this guest? My sister. Your sister is going to be coming uh, and staying with us for about three days. Yeah. And I got a big headache already. <laughs> she hasn't even walked in the it door. Hasn't even walked in the door, and it's starting already, man. <coughs> you know, that just goes to tell you that Hollywood's going to be in hell. Hey, dude. What? You scared? I'm screwed. <laughs> are you scared? Oh, I'm very you, scared. How scared are you? I'm scared scared. Because <laughs> you dumb freaking vipers are going to cut my throat. You're going to try to take out the leader of the revolution. <laughs> It could happen. You know what I should do is, uh, because I'm doing some videos over on Instagram now. Yeah. You know, short little ones, four or five minute ones. I should document my experience with you two bipolar women. Like when you come in here to hide from us? Yeah, I'm going to be hiding from you. What are you, stupid? (laughs) I like your question last night. You're like, you guys aren't going to like be here all the time, are you? (laughs) Hell no! Yeah, that's what I told you last night. I was like, "You asses better get out of here. <laughs> Y'all better find something to do." <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> There's not much to do. It's gonna be raining. We'll go find some shit to do. I can find plenty to do. Go f- walk in the rain. Do something. <laughs> go cleanse yourself. It's called irritate Hollywood weekend. No, uh, hell no. <laughs> hell no! I'll go stay with our daughter. She ain't gonna let you move in. No. She's on our side. Yeah, right. Uh huh. She's gonna be like, You ain't coming here. <laughs> she on our side. Because she's a girl. Yeah, she's a girl, man. You vipers. <laughs> We're gonna start our own men's channel in uh, Discord. Go ahead. You women won't be allowed in. Because I know you women are freaking plotting against men while you're doing your ladies only thing. Nah, we That's just, what started this. Nah, we don't plot against you. You're damn right you do. No, we don't. We make fun of you, but we don't plot against you. <laughs> See, that was the worry of everybody in Discord is you guys were plotting against us. Nah. Nah. We just talk about stuff y'all don't want to hear about. BNG is the new thing for us. 
BNG. <laughs> Pound BNG. Yeah. Blow and go. <laughs> I'm making stickers up today for it. <laughs> are you really? And men all over the world are going to put them stickers on their vehicles. Blow, Blow and go. <laughs> it's a Hollywood thing. You're stupid. That's going to be my campaign promise in 2024. <laughs> Blow and go. <laughs> You would. I know, because it's my life. I know it is. This ain't a song for the broken hearted.
I'm cheating on who and cheating on this person. And Why? I think that would be entertaining. To a point. Because they always end it with, do you think I should tell him? <laughs> you're sitting here saying, you know, you're gossiping, you're loving the nine-inch dick, and you, you're going to want to go and ruin it because you want to tell him. I know. I'm do like, you get like, see, women feel guilty more than men do. Oh, yeah. Men, it's like a trophy. Every woman we bang. Yeah, it's like another notch in your it's belt. It's another no- notch. Me, I've got so many notches, I can't count now. Yeah, that's why you don't wear a belt anymore, because you had too many holes in it. Hell yeah. Yeah. But with women, you guys get all emotional, and you ruin a good thing. It's like, we all, God, I don't know if I should do this anymore. God, I feel so bad. <laughs> and what would women say back to that? You know, what advice would you give if you're hearing all this gossip, what would you tell them? Well, what the hell, man? You're having your cake and eating it, too. Have fun. Just keep going. Roll with it. Roll with it. It's not... I don't know. I mean, if they're cheating, they're cheating. I mean, you can't stop them. Mm-hmm. It's like, so just, you know, keep going with the flow. Enjoy what you have. See, men, this is why we got our movement together. Because they're vipers. They really are. Some vipers have a conscience, but most don't. But, it's, I mean, it's hard It's hard for me to give advice on that because it's like with the way we our relationship is, you know, it's like, uh, <laughs> you should just talk about being in an open relationship with your significant other. I don't know. But most people don't know how to broach that subject. No, they don't. I it's think like, it's more out of they're nervous or they're scared to broach that subject with the she's other. She's going to get mad. No, because she might have already been thinking it. Uh, <laughs> Do you think women are more open to that now? I think so. I mean, not the ones I know, but <laughs> I think they would but be. But you don't know deep down inside if they are or not. No, you don't. You don't, because they like we can hide shit better. You know? No, you can't. You guys are so easy to read. No, I mean, like, our our inner feeling. No, you don't. Yes, you can. No, yeah, you, you can. cannot. Yeah, you can, because you can't go out on the street right now and see some female and go, yeah, she's a swinger. No, you don't know. All you have to do is look at her lips and see if there's the creases in her mouth. Oh, my God, you're stupid. Then you know that she's blowing a lot of guys. You're stupid. How am I stupid? You're stupid. That's how you can tell if a woman gives a blowjob, is the creases in their mouth. Really? And the bigger the creases, the more dick she's done. No. No, I don't think that's true. I do. I, I really do. What do you guys think? I don't know, because I'm sitting there staring in the camera <laughs> looking at mine, and no. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell. You, you know, we, we were actually talking yesterday night about uh, the size of women's mouths, too. Yeah. They do stretch, just like your putties. Yeah, but you got to watch out with the teeth. Well, yeah, you know, what is it with you women that want to bite? It's like, dude, I want to slap you in the back of the fucking head. Sometimes accidents happen and the teeth scrape a little, you know, if they're not doing it right. Yeah, and, that's, and then you wonder why you get a freaking goose egg on the back of your head. <laughs> you don't want to do that while they're doing it, though. <laughs> no, because then they uh, clinch. And then they clench up and it's like a pit bull on a <laughs> They ain't letting go. <laughs> I wonder how many guys, I, I think they had to go through that. Everyone has had their freaking schlong bit. Bit or scraped. 
with teeth. No, I think it's on purpose. No. <clears throat> no, not on purpose. The scraping, the teeth scraping thing's not, but biting would be. Biting would be on purpose, but when you like, you're sucking on the schlong, sometimes, you know, it, it, you scrape once or twice. <laughs> it happens. Now, what did you think about the traits of a viper? I think I was pretty dead on. Uh, was that during the second half? Uh, it might have been through the first half. I might have missed it. You know, how can you miss my show? I was at work, and so, I was training someone. So why didn't you put the Xeno app on and listen? I mean, I could have. But you didn't. I uh, No, I didn't, because my headphones were getting janky. And you wonder why you don't get fangirled. Because your heart's not into the show. Oh, God, yeah, it is. I wouldn't be up every freaking morning if it wasn't. You actually look better now that you wake up earlier. I can't even sleep in if I try anymore. Because you're, you're on that alarm clock thing. My body just automatically wakes up at least by 8 a.m. <laughs> Except for when you leave your phone in the bedroom like you did last night and uh, this morning. And your phone is going off at 7 in the morning. And I'm like, for fuck's sake. And I you have the dumbest alarm sound too, by the way. I know, but we're going to move on. Okay. Are all things acceptable when it matters and it concerns love and war? What do you mean by all things acceptable? All things, man. All out war. If it's an all out war, you just go with it. Like we are now. BNG. It'd be like no holds barred. No holds barred. Yeah. I think War of the Roses shit. <coughs> I wouldn't go that far. Why not? Have you ever seen that movie? <laughs> you know what? Actually, War of the Roses was a medieval deal between, you know, trying to control factions. That's how Henry VIII came about. Oh, my God. Like, I know history. Duh. You watch the Tudors. Yeah, but you're still talking dumb history. I love, his, I love Henry VIII. He gets pissed. He cuts off the head. I think it's fair game. <laughs> I feel... Uh, that was no. a true man's man. What? He not... had six wives. He didn't like the one. He gets rid of them. You're not cutting off my head. I wish I if lived in the case, medieval times. I'd be times. sitting here without one right now. No, then I'd have to go back to, you know, the difference between you being alive and, you know... yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Okay, go. I think he was a great king. Yeah, okay. He cuts off the head of one... I don't know, Ian. I think he killed a couple of them. <laughs> but he had fun. He had women issues. He had women issues. Yeah. That was the way the men treated the women back then. What happened? What happened to us? I don't know. They had, he had six plus wives, for frick's sakes. Oh, and oh, all wow. the concubines? Why, why is that frowned upon now? Man, I would have wished I was a king, dude. I don't have them. It is called right... Oh, I'm looking at the the poster boards. Uh, I don't know what they're talking about. Uh, Sometimes I really don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> pay attention, man. Right. So what do you think is off limits, or do you think everything is? As far as when you're arguing? Yes. Yeah, there's low blows, but... Dude, I low blow you all the time. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I go so low, man, it's six feet under you. Yeah, you do. And that's when I get mad and pound away and, yeah, and talk like, you fucking jerk, I hate you. 
Don't talk to me anymore. It's because you can't come up with. See, that's the problem with living like with somebody like me. Dude, I give up I get after sh- a while. I get shit that comes right out of my head, and I just spew it out. Yeah, I don't hold back. And sometimes you you low blow it, and I'm like, dude, was that called for? <laughs> <What the fuck?" laughs> and it's like I want to come back with something, but at the same time, I'm not gonna because it's just gonna go downhill from there. Or you just can't think of anything to say. No, most of the time I can, and I just bite my tongue. Oh, you do really? Yeah. Yeah, I try not to say it, because I'm like, yeah, you did a low blow, but, you know, because if I come back to some of them, I'd be bringing too much of our past up. Yeah, well, see, the past shit, you know what, it gets boring in an argument. It really does, I'm going to be honest, it gets boring. Yeah, well, that's usually where you go with it. No, I do not. I, I, I make fun of you, and you get pissed. I know. I'm so sensitive. You act like that. You know what? You're you're going around saying pound pussy control. You women can't live without sex. Hello, have you met me? <laughs> That's because I have discipline. Oh. Now I challenge the men out there to do the same thing I did. They ain't gonna do it. Cause they have no control over themselves. They ain't gonna do it. They like getting laid. Why? Why not? It's fun. You know, you're sticking your pecker into a dead log all the time. I don't know. Uh, highly doubt that's how all women are. Oh, but you're admitting you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to argue with nothing. There's no reason for me not to be a dead log, dude. It lasts like not even a minute. You don't give me time to react. You admit you're a dead log. You just admitted it on this show, yeah. April 7th, that you're a dead log. Yep. And you wonder why I walk in there and blow and go. Yep. That's why I'm a dead log, though. It lasts now only a minute. There's, what am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> I can't respond to that. I can't believe you did it. I can't respond to that, two-pump chomp. <laughs> hey, I'm proud of that label, man. I'm going to put that on a t-shirt, too. Two-pump chomp? Yes. Just make yourself a one-of-a-kind one. Hell, damn right, man. Yeah. Damn this, right. If the shoe fits. You're damn right if the shoe fits. You should wear it. That's because I don't like screwing dead logs. <laughs> you know, I want the good old day back, man, when you were actually fun. I am fun.
how do you like the Rockin' with Hollywood and Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Mayhem show? Unbelievable. I love you people. I hear them a lot. They're as talented as anybody and any players anywhere. You're listening to WMMRTV Rock On. Oh, man, I appreciate that, guys, over at Ramstein Air Force Base over in Germany now. Man, we're really kicking it. Woo! The word is spreading, man. You guys are killing it, man. We really love that shit. Uh, what's going on in the general? It's highly entertaining. Is it getting heated up in there? It's getting heated. Men versus women. <laughs> it's getting heated. You gotta love my men, man. They're in this revolution. You gotta love them. I, I love Sergeant Grinch's comment. I, b- I believe in pissed off sex. Trying oh, to crush my lady for all the shit I take. <laughs> you know what? That is the best sex. <laughs> it is. When you're mad, you take it out <laughs> on each other. <laughs> you wouldn't know. Forget, anyway. Forget about fighting or making makeup sex. Just have sex while you're arguing. Hell yeah, man. That's <laughs> the best. You ever see that in the movies? That's hilarious. <laughs> they get so aggressive. <laughs> Pulling hair. <laughs> so aggressive. I love it. We should do that next time we fight. No, because then I would break my punishment streak. Whatever. God. God. But so what do we what do we got in here? What else? Read some of the general. Geo, I need that dirty talking noises to get me off or this is gonna take all night. <laughs> and beating it up is the best part. <laughs> You know what? Maybe you should try that. Make uh, some noises or something instead of laying there like a dead log. Maybe you don't th- give me time to make noises. One, two, you're done. I can't make a noise. I can't move. What? Well, maybe you know I should give you a head start. Yeah, you should give me a head start. Give you a head start. Get yeah. your vibrator out. Make right. some noises, and then I come in there and I and might finish be it. <laughs> I'll finish it off. I'll put the Energizer Bunny to shame. <laughs> it's not an Energizer Bunny. It's a USB charger. Oh, you know what? That is right, man. USB chargers are taking over everything. They're now. taking over batteries. <laughs> Everything's USB now. It's cool. Yeah, but it don't last anymore. Yeah, it does. It lasts a couple hours on USB. Tell that to my drone that takes four hours to charge and I get eight seconds of... (laughs) Eight seconds of airtime? Yeah, it's kind of like me and you having sex. (laughs) It takes off and then lands. Yes. (laughs) Crash landing. It's some bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Geo. Is this chat? Geo's funny as fuck, (laughs) man. That Sarge and uh, Grandpa, it's awesome. How's your la- how's your ladies holding up in the general chat against my men? Right now, it's all the guys commenting. There's you <laughs> can't even get your women to comment. They're not even commenting back. <laughs> oh, Alora's typing right now. Never oh, mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, us men are in control. That's because there's more of you in here. Oh, but you know what? It's not about the how many. It's about how good you guys are. I mean, I can hold my own. Yeah, right. I'm just not typing. Anyway, I'm uh, I'm kind of pissed off at that it. Uh, she looks like a troll, that Lori Lightfoot. She's pissed off, and this is the one thing that I actually agree with the prick on. He signed the firefighter pension bill for Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know I love my firefighters. Mm-hmm. I will go to bat for them. I will go to the grave for my firefighters. Mm-hmm. 
but this Lori Lightfoot, dude, she's <laughs> ugly as hell. She's creepy. She looks like Beetlejuice. That's her name, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. That's what everybody calls her. Damn right. And she says, well, there was some backroom deals uh, cut for the firefighter pension. What? Yes. Uh, the new law removes an age restriction on a 3% cost of living increase that affects about 2,200 current and retired firefighters in the city born after 1966. The governor said the law ensures fair treatment, adding that he believes hardworking men and women who have earned their pension shouldn't pay the price for local and state budget challenges. I totally agree with this guy on this one. There's a first. There's a first. You know, if they didn't go so far fucking left on everything, I'd actually have more in common with them than anything. But... I don't believe anybody that serves in that capacity, just like our military, I think they should be making a ton more than what they are because they're the ones with the bullets flying over their head. Not these pricks in office. That's just like I was laughing about that January 6th thing. Oh, it was an insurrection. Dude, that wasn't an insurrection. If it was an insurrection, there'd be bodies laying all over the place. And there weren't. And you had all these congressmen and senators... Crying and whining about they felt afraid for their lives. We'll say that next time you send some of our boys and girls over to Iraq to get shot up. Exactly. That's real fear right there. And my question is, is how many of those politicians have actually been in the military? Not, you know, a couple of them, but not a lot. A lot of them are fucking lawyers. And I think the ones that have actually served aren't the ones that are talking shit. Right. It's always the ones that have never done it themselves. Mm-hmm. You're damn right. Which is bullshit. Maybe they should go sign up. Exactly. And they should learn what the what they send them all over to do. Another uh, deal here, and I can't <laughs> believe an Illinois sheriff said this, about the border crisis, because you know we got a crisis at the border. Democrats love it because uh, they're just flowing over the border. That way they get more votes. Where you have these stupid-ass Republicans that uh, love it because it's cheap labor for their corporate buddies. But he says, who, and this is a good legitimate question, who leaves their doors unlocked at night when they go to sleep? Comparing that to the border crisis. Really? Why would you have open borders? You know, back in the day, you could always sleep with your doors open. You can't anymore. No, not anymore. Mm-mm. You can't. You can't. You can't do it anymore. You never know what's going to happen. But when we were growing up, did we ever lock our doors? Hell no, man. But we're talking about the border crisis, you dumbass blonde. But I just, you know, I just, you tell me to talk about whatever, so I just had to throw that in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> because you made me think about that when you mentioned the thing about locking your doors. Right. Well, That's you the know, first we're, thing that came to mind. We're, we're skipping over news. We got to do the news on All right, the sorry. Uh, it's a blonde moment. Yeah, it's always a blonde moment with you people. Even when you My women bad. aren't blonde, you still have blonde moments. No. They call it different moments. Ah. Yeah. Nearly half of new coronavirus cases are coming from New York, Michigan, Florida, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey. They accounted for 44% 
of the new infections between March 29th and April 4th. My question is, I got the first vaccine. Yes. Now I got to wait till what, the 23rd to get my second one. Yeah, the Friday before I get mine. Am I going to have some type of freaking immunity? Or am I going through this shit for nothing? You know, that's a very good question, which I always question too, since I got the first dose also. Um, because they highly I- express how you should still wear a mask even after you're vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Which I think is ridiculous. Are they just trying to mind control your ass, the government? Uh huh. I mean, it's something. Something's going on. Because if you're vaccinated, then why should we have to continue wearing one? Especially if it works for all the variants of COVID-19. Exactly. So it makes you think, is there more than one? Well, you know what? I really wish that I actually took the one. I wish they had it available where you just get the one shot and you're done. But I guess the way they explain it is the first shot helps the body identify the virus. The second one is where it builds up everything. Well, they do have the one vaccine. I think it's by Johnson & Johnson. That's a one-shot. One-shot deal, and it's been proven effective. Yeah. Or if you are exposed to corona, at least your body knows how to fight it and you're not going on a, a ventilator. Exactly. But it still doesn't make any sense. If we're getting, you know, it's like... If I get, if I, after the second dose, I can understand the first day or two still wearing a mask because you got to let it take its toll, right? Mm. But then, okay, let's say a week after you get the second dose. We have the card. We're supposed to carry the card. Mm -hmm. So why can't we just go without the mask then? Well, that, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. But they highly express, which they did because you heard the lady tell me at, my appointment and they said it at yours too we highly recommend you continue wearing a mask why what is the point of the vaccine Mm -hmm. if everybody's still being forced to wear masks now what's your thoughts on this vaccine passport type of deal it's kind of like remnants of the uh, germans in the 1940s where you had to show your identification papers to do this or do that yeah now they want it where you fly you got to show your vaccination card now is that a good thing or bad thing you know on one hand it's you know a liberties type of argument on the other hand it's like well maybe people would uh feel a little more safer honestly as far as flying you're in a closed space with all these people right Mm -hmm. i actually think it's a, a benefit to have the vaccine to fly because if you got all these people on a plane. You know they're not going to keep that mask on while they're on the plane the whole time. No, I was talking about last night, man. That was actually awful. Was Spirit Airlines, they uh, kicked off a family because they couldn't put a mask on the toddler because he had epilepsy and they were afraid of a seizure. I think they're going a little too far. And if they're requiring vaccine uh, cards to get on them flights, why are you pushing this so hard? Well, if you're going to have the vaccine card and you're going to get on a flight and then there's somebody that's on that flight that doesn't have a vaccine card, which I don't know how their policies are going to actually work with this situation. But if somebody actually is on a flight and doesn't have the vaccine card, how do you know that person doesn't have COVID? Mm -hmm. You don't. They could be a carrier of it and they might not even know it. Right. So it's. I think it's better to... And I'm actually one that was dead set against getting the vaccine. 
Yeah, until I talk to you and you're like, uh, you know, I'd rather get the stuff. I'd rather get the vaccine than end up in the hospital with one of the fucking ventilators with my health. You know, as far as me being a weak immune system and all that, and I survived shot number one. It was 24 hours later, but I was fine. Mm. You know, the first day sucks, but the next day I was totally fine. And I know it's different for everybody. 100% different for each person that gets it. Well, what do you think about all these conspiracy theories? Like, give me an example. That it's going to change your DNA. It ain't going to change your DNA. Your DNA is going to be the same no matter what. It's not going to change your fucking DNA. You know what? Whoever came up with that one is a fucking retard. It just always seems like when there's a, a crisis like this... People buy into this internet shit. I get it all the time over on my uh, YouTube channel where they get they say some of the most off-the-wall shit I've ever heard on the YouTube channel. And it correlates with this as well. It's like, really? You guys believe that? Huh. It's going to change your RNA or your DNA, DNA or it's whatever? Not, it's not going to change your DNA. I mean, I think our daughter was cracking me up when we seen her on Easter, and she's like, yeah, you guys got your first dose? You're microchipped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to microchip you. And I'm like, you're retarded. Shut but up. But a vaccine, actually, it's not the actual virus. It's a dead virus. Right. And it just trains your body to go after it. Right. Well, that's like I'm, I'm staring inside. People are probably, if people are waving at me in video, I'm not even on that screen. Um, I'm staring in general chat and watching people's comments right now, and there's a lot of people saying that, uh, I don't, I mean, I can't verify the information. I think maybe it's a good question to ask when we go for dose number two, that the, the Moderna only lasts six months. Well, you'll probably need a booster or something, but I heard six months it lasts with the antibodies in your, uh, deal if you actually got it. Yeah. So what is it going to be like? Are we going to have to get boosters every six months? Is this the new way of life until herd immunity uh, gets established? What? That's, I mean, that's... Is this the new living? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm almost tempted that, you know, well, you get yours a week before mine. I'm wondering if we should ask, you know... There's, you know... Well, we, we should ask because that's an important question. Yeah, I think we should find out when we go. Because why the hell am I have to go through all this bullshit for freaking, uh... Well, and not the, having and, it after the, six months. And the, the most interesting part of it, too, is we got our vaccines at two different places in two different states. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got yours in Wisconsin. Right. I got mine in Illinois. And that's just because your doctors are out of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So I think we should ask at your location and then the following week ask at mine and see if we get two different answers see if we get two different answers yeah i think we should you know that's the problem with all the partisanship in this country is instead of everybody working together and getting answers they're always fighting and i never understood people fighting with each other over these politicians they're not here to work for us. They're here to freaking make our lives miserable now. Yeah, and they're doing a damn good job of making our lives miserable. And still, instead of working with Trump at the time, they were fighting him the whole way, saying, well, the vaccine's not safe. Well, they were the first in lines to get it. 
do they have verified? Do they have vaccine cards? These politicians to prove I'm they sure actually they do. got it. And then you had that 60-minute hit piece on uh, DeSantis, where he made sure Florida seniors were the first ones to get it. They made it into a race issue. Well, you should have gave it to minorities first. What do you? Wait a second here. It shouldn't. I think the fir- the, the frontline people should get it first. The frontline people and the elderly because they're the most at risk for it. Exactly. But Shouldn't that's how the media tries to divide us. That it's a it's a shame because I love news. I love the industry. What it used to be. Both sides of the story. Mm-hmm. But during a pandemic, it's not the time to be political. It's let's get the information together, do what's right, and make sure everybody gets the same information instead of uh five different stories now you got republican governors all over the place saying you know we're gonna ban vaccine passports well wait a second here you know what i i understand liberty and stuff but once you get a vaccine you get the fucking card well you know and there's places you go where you actually need a passport to begin with so how is that any different than having a vaccine card you know initially i was really uh not for this vaccine passport card I wasn't for the vaccine either. <laughs> well, I'm talking about the cards themselves because it'd be like training your mind, a new uh, reset and stuff. I kind of bought into it. But now that you sit back and think about it, it's like, you know what? Let's get back to normal life and stuff. And uh, let's get the fucking vaccine. Let's get the herd immunity. Because uh, once you get your herd immunity, that's when you kill out that virus. Mm-hmm. It's done. It's over with. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I personally, I feel comfortable if I go on a plane knowing that everybody had a vaccine card, personally. Mm-hmm. Because if they don't, you know, you don't know. I mean, just because you have the vaccine, you can, I mean, yeah, you are you can still catch it. But your body can but, fight it right but away. But you can get, you, exactly, you can fight it way better to where you don't end up hospitalized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That we know of. Exactly. Very good points, man. Holy shit, I can't believe you actually did that. (laughs) I'm not dumb. You know, our thoughts and prayers go out to Scott Haas uh, on the loss there, Kirsten Germany Ranch. Man, she was awesome. I met her at a benefit for uh, an outlaw. Uh, She was a child advocate with the Rebels on a Mission out of uh, Wisconsin. I actually did an interview with her. Uh, she truly was an outgoing soul, so our thoughts again go out to Scott on uh, her loss. Uh, you know what? She was young. She was actually our age. And you, you, don't that scare you? It, it it never scared me before when I was like, uh, you know, when we were younger. But now that we're getting older and you hear people our age dying, it's like it it, it freaks you out a little bit. Dude, I'm always freaked out about dying. Well, you can't live your life in fear. Well, I don't live my life in fear. I still live every day like it's my last day, but... Right. You know, I still do things that I want to do. It's like, it doesn't prevent me from doing things I want to do. But it's like you always have that initial thought in the back of your head. Right. You know, and it's... I've always been afraid of that. Like, you know, you sometimes you sit back and you think, well, what happens? What, What actually happens? Do you just... Well, nobody's going to know until you die. Everybody's got to do it. But I know, but I'm just saying, do you ever really sit back and just, like, think about it? Yeah, when I'm high. Okay, well, you know, see, you think about it. Yeah, but when you're high, you you think about all the things going on in the universe. 
Yeah, well, that's true. You try to figure out the discussion, you know? I don't know, man. When you're high, you go deeper into shit. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> We're gonna go to Sons of Salem, Orange Goblin. No talking during the damn promos because everybody can hear us. My bad. All right. Uh, that's it for today's show, guys. Don't forget to uh, come listen to me on Rockin' with Hollywood. Uh, yes, we've been getting a lot of questions about the signed book stuff. I am working on it, guys. Uh, just waiting for it to be delivered. We'll get them signed up and all that good stuff. We're going to be doing a lot of signing, you know that? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it's going to be fun. You're actually going to, you know what, put your lips on the book. You're going to kiss the book. 
All right, then you'll sign your name. Anyway, guys, uh, really appreciate you. Don't forget to uh, pass us around. Get the word out, man. The best advertising we can do is with you guys. And that really helps the show because, God forbid, these uh, other tech platforms ain't uh, letting us get the word out because if uh, they don't agree with uh, the, what we are talking about, they don't let us uh, get the word. No, they don't. They take it down. Hell yeah. So I'll be in Discord uh, tonight uh, during the show responding to general chat and all that stuff. People had fun with that last night, me talking in there and stuff. It's I'm like running the show, talking, running the show. Now I know what the freaking uh, FM DJs and all that guy, uh, feel like. <laughs> it's all like, wow, got to keep on doing this. Uh, but uh, what do you got going on today, China Dow? You working? Because everybody's asking if you're working. I am working, and then I'm off the next three days. Oh my God, God help Hollywood, man. Brotherhood and Betrayal is an in-depth look at the trials and tribulations of street gang and motorcycle club life. This isn't the run-of-the-mill book that doesn't get the goods. This book will go into detail of events that actually happened. All materials in this book have been approved by those involved. There is nothing poetic, nor is there any price worth paying for the life we choose to live on the streets. James Hollywood Machikari, Brotherhood and Betrayal.